1: You're listening to The Late Night Football Show, with your host, Rohit Singh. That's me. On this show, we talk about some of the most seriously silly topics from the world of football for your entertainment and enjoyment. Please remember that the show is BYOL. Bring your own laughs, since we don't have the budget for a studio audience. Happy listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Late Night Football's Premier League Preview Series for 2020-2021. Uh, this is the last show in the three-part series. If you have missed the previous episodes on Liverpool and Manchester City and Manchester United and Chelsea, please check it out at the end of this episode. The link will pop up at the end. So don't miss it. Do watch it. Really worth the worth watch and some, lots of digs, lots of uh, exciting uh, analysis and, and uh, banter that we've had on that. So please do remember to check that out. Uh, And uh, please also remember to like and share this video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't. As you said, we want to get to 50 subscribers by the end of this uh, series. So please help us reach that goal. We really appreciate your support. Uh, Welcome back. Adarsh, Pushkar, Sahil and Sidhan. Thank you so much for being here again. This is the last time I'm going to welcome you on this show. But
4: uh, (laughs) (laughs) thanks for being here.
2: Thank you for having us. It's nice to be here.
1: Yes, yeah. yeah. so uh, we've got a few things to discuss, so let's get right into it. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk today about the rest of the teams in the league, since we've done the, the top four from last season. So we're going to talk about uh, the rest of the teams. And we'll start with Arsenal. And uh, FA Cup final win, Community Shield final win. Uh, had a pretty decent uh, times under Arteta. Not necessarily uh, not necessarily championship winning form or even top winning form, but they seem to be on that wide track. Is there like a resurgence on the horizon? And I think the two best people to ask are the two are the fans of the two clubs who suffer at the hands of, of Arsenal. So let's start with you, Adarsh, since you saw them in the FA Cup final, uh, sorry, FA Cup semi-final. Um, what do you think? Uh, you know.
4: Yeah. Um, what think about Arsenal? Um, would be like uh, for me, I'll be predicting them at uh, fifth place because mm-hmm. we have seen the glimpse of what Arteta can do. Mm-hmm. He has already got two silverware under his belt and. Uh, and when it comes to experience and being like from the club itself, he has been an Arsenal player for some time, and he has like he know all the policies, like what kind of policies goes goes through the club, and all the loopholes and weaknesses from the like from the perspective of the rival itself, because he has been an assistant manager to Pep, mm-hmm. and he has analyzed Arsenal before, like what are the wrongs, what are the rights, what are the weakness, and now he is the manager, so he knows his club strength and weakness as well. So yeah. And uh, and working under like the best manager in the world, like Pep. He has been his student. So he has <laughs> learned a lot from him.
0: Why aren't so, the dogs barking now?
4: <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Okay. You have to cut there. <laughs> no. Um,
1: all right. Uh, no. So, okay. So, uh, Pushkar, do you agree? Do you think that there is uh, the Asana on the right way up? Maybe not top four, but they're getting there.
0: Yeah, I think they are playing decent under Arteta. Like if I was solely to go on what uh, how they set up for the community shield, mm-hmm. uh, that was quite defensive I would say. And everything seems to be going through Aubameyang. So if he doesn't perform, they certainly lack a potent attacking threat. Uh, I think there is a resurgence. Uh, this season might be obviously better than last season for them. But I think I will predict a sixth finish for them.
1: Okay. Well, we'll do the predictions uh, in a bit. Um, but uh, for sure, yeah, that, uh, it, it definitely seems that they're on the right track. And it's good for them as well to be playing Europa this season. I think that will really help them as well. Um, move on. So, talking about another club uh, and in, from North London, I'm talking about uh, Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, by all accounts, had a really bad season last time around. Uh, you know, and maybe it was necessary after all the highs that they had the previous season, I think it was necessary for them to have a come down. They're actually going to have a really early start of the season with the Europa League. Uh, but uh, in terms of transfers, uh, the players that they've signed so far, you've got Joe Hart, you've got uh, Pierre-Emile Hojbieg, and you've got uh, Matt Doherty. Decent players, but not necessarily the kind of caliber that you would expect, uh, you know, for a team that's, that wants to be challenging for the Champions League. I mean, is it, is it Spurs being stingy? Is it them taking calculated risks? Uh, and I think Sudan, being a Chelsea fan, you probably know how Mourinho works. It, does it seem Mourinho this seems very un-Mourinho-like, doesn't it? Uh,
2: the point is that I don't think this is uh, in the hands of Mourinho at all. You know, it's the you know, Daniel Levy and, you know, the board which is working. At Spurs and Spurs are always stingy. You know, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> they are
2: always stingy. And, uh, but, can s- but can you blame them?
1: Can you they, blame them? They signed Ndombele for a big amount and you saw how that's worked out. So <laughs>
2: I know. And uh, they they just don't seem ambitious enough. I mean, it's like they want uh, the squad to perform well, you know, once I think they came close to challenging for the title. But uh, they are far off from doing anything great in Champions League. And uh, uh, I don't think they are going to improve much in the Premier League as well. Uh, I think, uh, you know... If in hindsight, Pochettino was actually the best manager for them. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, in fact, uh, there was a time in the last season when, you know, the game came, Chelsea versus Spurs, and Spurs were just three points behind Chelsea at fifth position. And you know, they failed to capitalize over there. And look where they finished. Yeah. You know, so, and even with the current signings, I don't think they are going to do wonders because the other clubs are doing much better, much better signings, and. You know, in terms of star quality and in general, in terms of uh, the players, and you know, the other clubs are quite ahead of them. And you know, I'm a fan of Mourinho, but I would still say that Mourinho is not uh, the Mourinho of Chelsea, or I would say that he's still at that level, but others have you know evolved, and he has not.
4: So Mourinho still have fans. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, all right. Well, Sahil, uh, you you know, being a Man United fan, uh, you know, you you've seen uh, um, where uh, you know the kind of signings that he likes to make. Uh, with, I mean, is he going to prior? Is he like looking at like players like from prioritizing the Europa? Because that's going to be the best way for him to get into Champions League next season. Is that where he's looking at, or
3: um, so? I think you need to wait for like one more season before Mourinho starts ranting about the lack of money he's given because second season <laughs> is when the downfall starts but I think I'm actually impressed by their signings this season but I don't think Mourinho has it in him to take him to the next level because even last season like the games we called were Mourinho Masuka like the Tunnel versus City or the Plenum versus Leicester I think they got extremely lucky in both the games like they shouldn't have won any of those games but that's why I think Spurs are a very talented squad but like they still need a backup for Harry Kane. That guy is injured for three months every season. So they don't have a backup for that. And in general, I don't think... I think Mourinho is outdated. He has done nothing to suggest exactly. him that he's going to upgrade himself to uh, be a more modern coach. So I think, I, I think they might even finish a little worse than last season because Europa League is exactly. going to take a lot out of them. I think they're starting... It's the second qualifying round, so you have third qualifying yeah. round. I think I don't know if there's a playoff, but if not, then there's group stage. You go to all these different countries far away, so I don't think it's ideal, especially in such a season where the schedule is so cramped. So I, it's good business, but I think a manager is the issue. That's what I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, but, you know, I, yeah, I think they might just be saying, you know what, as long as we get forty points, we survive in the league, and then we we'll just put all our eggs in the Europa League basket and try to qualify because I think that is probably the best way. But uh, Pushkar, you had something you wanted to add. This?
0: Yeah, I think I'm just a little bit unorthodox with this one. Uh, in the sense, I think Mourinho knows how to set up his teams. He's a very resilient manager. Yes, I think maybe uh, what you say, the game has evolved from what he can actually provide, but in terms of experience, I think he will set up the teams better than what Ole and Arteta will. And might even, I think there was there would be a close fight for the fourth spot, and but I think Spurs might get that. Oh, oh, oh. that's a bold prediction, but uh wow, told totally very unorthodox. But okay, uh, I'm I am purely basing this on the way he sets up his teams, and it, obviously he is not probably the way forward for Spurs as well. And in hindsight, yes, Pochettino was the better call. But uh, yeah, I think fourth might he might just get lucky with that one. Yeah,
2: I I, I just think that. uh Spurs and Mourinho is not a good combination, actually. Should not have happened in the first place and not sure how long it will last, you know. Well, I think it's also
3: there that he's already started like having rifts with some players like him and and Ndombele. I don't know what's happening over there and Ndombele wants to leave but such a talented player and he's going to go. I think Dele Ali started, this, started very well when Mourinho came but he also went under the radar so… If his star, if his star performers aren't performing to their talents, like how we've seen before, like Greali is a twenty goals, sco- twenty goal scorer per season. He's standard, I think, once or twice. And so I think it's probably a manager issue. I still think that. Right.
1: Well, we shall see. Stranger things happen this season. We'll know how it goes. Maybe he'll finish fourth, and then he'll say that that was his biggest accomplishment ever as a manager. That's what he called <laughs> it, right? <laughs> <laughs> <You> never know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you get? Um. Yeah. And. Uh, Exactly that. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of uh, Europa League, uh, Leicester City uh, sadly had to play in Europa League next season, not Champions League. Or sadly for some, happy for others. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, but finishing fifth, I mean, do you think those uh, others? Do you think that's going to affect them this season, like in terms of playing in the Europa League? We just talked about it affecting Spurs. It probably might affect Leicester. I mean, do you think they can repeat? Uh, do you think they can challenge for the top four by playing in Europa uh, or?
4: I think it totally depends on their luck because they have good quality first team players but they need their fitness luck with them because they have signed uh, like they lost chilwell to chelsea but uh, they signed a replacement for him in like demotee from atlanta who had a like who had a very good season with atlanta and atlanta was actually the goal scoring team in the whole europe he is having that mentality of like a good positive mentality and bringing back, bringing that positive mentality to Leicester. Is just an add-on to whatever they had, and uh, like as Mourinho used to say, like saving the best players is same as buying new players. So they saved the best players in the name of Madison and Vardy. So yes, it is a good thing for them. And uh, if the fitness goes with them, I think uh, they'll be good enough to like compete for the Champions League squad, Maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, and again, the you know, same with then they might even prioritize the Europa League over the Champions. League over the finishing top four, like, you know, try to get through that. I mean, that this is, it's actually nice to have like a Champions League spot with the Europa League because it it makes teams take it more seriously. Teams like Leicester, Wolves, do they know that that's a path for them? Uh, But same thing... United
4: must have known this uh, very like thoroughly, right? By spending so much time there. United must have known this very thoroughly by spending so much time
3: there. (laughs) (laughs) Redis, we won that once, right? So there's some title to show for it, unlike you guys.
1: (laughs)
4: Yeah, well, that's to be fair, really I've like. always
1: loved the Europa League, even when it was called the UEFA Cup back when Middlesbrough, I think, when it went to the final. I've been watching it since then, so I've always loved the UEFA Cup, Europa League. But you know, I'm always sad, sad to hear English teams don't take it seriously. But uh, yeah, I've loved it for a long time, it's a wonderful competition, according to me, anyway. Um, but then I think with my emotions and not with business mind, so I understand the sense for that. But Sahil, um, what do you think about Best's chances uh, in the league this season?
3: So I think Leicester still need more backups because I think they were looking out of their depth towards the end of, um, to, yes. after a restart because they were very, very tired. I think centre-back, they didn't have a lot of backup apart from Evans and uh, now Chou. Uh, Ricardo Ferreira, who's like the one of the main creators, he's been out, he's going to be out till December, I think, with an ACL. So they need, I think they got James Dustin promoted from the youth academy, but he's not an a- a- attacking fullback. Um, similarly, I think they even need a. Replace a backup for Jamie Vardy. I think I think Ian Rush is there, but I don't know if he's a direct replacement for him. So I think Leicester might be a little too thin to deal with Europa and uh, maintaining their fifth place or challenging fourth in the league. So I think this might—it's natural to see that happens with like every team that makes it to Europa League that they end up going a little uh, like they end up uh, not doing so well in the league in the next season unless your wolves who managed it pretty well. So I'm not sure if they'll be as good as last season. They look a li- really thin and they haven't really signed enough replacements for the mm-hmm. team.
1: For sure. Um, let's talk about a few mid-table clubs, perennial mid-table clubs, who I, every season, think that they will do something, but they disappoint every season. Maybe this will be different. Ever- Everton, West Ham and Wolves. Uh, let's let's start with you. Adarsh, do you, how do you think those three teams are going to do this season? Do you think Everton... Um, Everton made some good signings.
4: Uh, West yeah, Ham, for me, Everton... Would be the one to watch the Dark Horse for me because mm. uh, I, I'll be eager to watch them because from like Andre Gomez, like Tom Davis, Cemén, like they have changed the midfield to Allen, James Rodriguez, uh, and uh, Dakore. Like they have got quality players now, and mm. uh, fighting for the Europa is the least you can expect from them because they have got good manager Ancelotti is a very good manager. They, he has some very good experience under his belt, Champions League experience under his belt. So, he knows the pressure on certain big equi- uh, occasions as well. All he needs to do is uh, get some commitment and consistency from his players. If he gets that commitment and consistency, I think he'll finish uh, for the Europa League spot. And he has got that uh, players who can perform for him. But the commitment is the least he needs from the players.
1: What do you think about Wolves?
4: And, yeah, uh, Wolves is something... Uh, which will be good again this season as well. Because uh, they kept their best players with themselves as well. Like Ruben Neves and uh, Jimenez as well. So, they might also be competing for Europa League as well. And whereas, when it comes to West Ham, they are a disastrous club. I am seeing them relegated. <laughs> because Moes was like even struggling to get a first win with that club. and. Uh, like, it's just a disastrous club. I don't see them in, like, Europa League or something. I just see them in the bottom half of the league or relegation.
1: <laughs> do you agree with that assessment of Dane Moyes? I mean, former United manager. But...
4: Yeah, I don't
3: think West Ham are going to be in the upper half of the table. I think they might still finish, like, 12th 13, like, relatively safe compared mm-hmm. to last season because um, it all depends on Mikal Antonio's fitness. Um, I think he came back after he and he, like, I think he scored four versus Norwich, some like goals here and there. He, I think he had like eight or nine goals after lockdown. Um, yeah. It also, I think they got Jared Bobin from Hull City in, uh, mm-hmm. in January and he's done really well. So I think if they can click, they can probably um, finish yeah, 12th, 11th. I think even uh, the new midfielder, Susak, he's done really well from midfield. Yeah. He's scored goals. Yeah. The like, advice isn't being sold, so... But I still don't trust David Moore with this team. I think there's, <laughs> he's just as an inspire confidence in in, in like as a fan or as a mutual watcher. Yeah, I mean, you
1: know, I think... Just that's another
4: time. United manager who, who sucks. So nothing special.
3: <laughs> I think Thank he's just... It's with, with also true that he's been as good as a Guardiola in Europe when in England. Like they have the same record. Quarterfinal <laughs> exit.
4: <laughs> Insert shot fired. But still Guardiola <laughs> has what Champions League and
0: Moyer Yeah, I'm saying just in
3: so. England last
4: uh, oh yeah but, agree to that
3: mm. well but i'm um, actually um, excited about wolves though because i think wolves without europa they might be pushing for fourth place if they can sign a replacement for their fullbacks i think docker left and Johnny is um, out with an acl again so they've uh-oh. kept most of their team i think they are they are a very fit team they could like do so well with europa last season so without europa they might be doing even better i don't know it could be it could be like a dark horse for fourth or fifth or something
1: well, they do have uh, Luke Matheson who they signed. I don't know yeah. if I remember him yeah. but uh, Rochdale player 16-year-old yeah. scored against Manchester United. Scored I'm against excited, us, yeah. If he gets a chance I'm excited to see him. I think the yeah. someone who could be good. Uh, Everton uh, for you Sahil where do you think where do you see them?
3: Oh, Everton it's a curious case because I think Rodriguez might be more of a luxury signing. I don't mm-hmm. know if he's because he's 29 already He's not like he's 26, 27 he's actually pretty on the other side of almost 30 so I think he I don't know if he has the intensity to like press and stuff in midfield if he's going to play in a Premier League midfield. So that is very important. But they have an exciting team. I think Richarlison, Calvert-Lewin, um, they are doing pretty well up front uh, Dukouris should be a good signing. I think he was a little underappreciated when he was at Watford. He's a very powerful player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan, I really haven't seen too much, so I can't comment. But I still don't know if they'll finish in like 6 or 7. I think they'll probably end up like 8 or 9. Typically where Everton finish normally. Well, right.
1: smiling on the inside when you say that. <laughs> um, but we have one more uh, team to cover, and I don't think there's been this much excitement around a promoted team. I, I can't remember the last time. Maybe Wolves, maybe sometime before that. But Leeds are going to be back in the Premier League this season. Uh, Marcelo Bielsa's first season in the Premier League ever. Uh, somebody who we've heard a lot about, but uh, actually, ever. Not, I don't think many of us have seen him uh, manage. But uh, I'm mean, uh, really excited to see that. Uh, Pushkar, what are you expecting from Leeds and Marcelo Bielsa next season? I think what can we expect? Uh, from Leeds
0: again. There was a uh, good series about. Uh, what do you say? The what was your last question? I'm sorry, I couldn't. No, I was you. just saying
1: dirty Leeds, right? That's their nickname, dirty Leeds. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was some scandal about spying, Spygate. <laughs> yes, uh, but uh, yeah, there was one series in. Um, there is one series in Amazon Prime. Uh, it's called Take Us Home, Leeds United. Mm-hmm. And the thing was, it, it like touches upon that subject, obviously, about the club, like how they got a new owner three or four years ago, then followed by the BL's appointment, and like how he has transformed the club and the city and everything, like every person who supports that club and plays for the club, in a certain sense of unity, you could say. There's certain unity and uh, purpose behind how they play. Like they, uh, the season before last, they failed to qualify, they were playing very good. Throughout the season, but towards the end? They had a round of bad fixtures, failed to qualify for the playoffs. uh failed to qualify through the direct uh, championship squads. Then failed in the playoff against Aston Villa. Yeah. So they improved upon that and outright won the league championship mm-hmm. uh, the last season. And but uh, they they had a like very good attacking and defense approach. Everything was very good for them, but they seem to not have retained. Ben White, who was a very key central figure in their defensive unit,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, that could make or break their season in a way, like because people are used to playing in a certain setup. So to adjust to new players, the new league, everything might be a bit too much for them. But they they won't be in the relegation battle. There are worse teams in the Premier League. Yeah. I well, think, as others said, as West Ham. Yeah, I agree with the Man City phone. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, oh. Siddhant, uh, there's a bit of a rivalry with Chelsea in Leeds. Um, oh yes. Yes. Uh I, well there's a bit of a, there's a rivalry with Manchester United as well. Uh but uh, what do you what do you expect what are you expecting from Leeds and uh, well what, they signed Rodrigo, right? They've just broken the record to signed Rodrigo. They want to sign another Rodrigo, Rodrigo de Paul. <laughs> so they want to build a thing on Rodrigo's, but what are you expecting from, from Leeds and Marcelo Bielsa?
2: Uh basically uh I'm uh, expecting uh, really good Derby games. That's the first thing, you know. Because mm-hmm. uh, there has been, uh, in the olden times, I would say, when we were not born, there have been uh, rivalries between Leeds and United and uh, Leeds and Chelsea. A uh, of well, like
1: fans and, might affect that, but yeah.
2: No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but, uh, uh, but I think uh, those are set to be reignited. And uh, I don't expect them to get relegated this season. I expect them to be... Uh, fighting to be in the top of top half of the table. Not sure if they'll get there. But uh, I expect them to be around uh, middle table somewhere. Uh, because I have not followed their games, but from what I've heard and seen, uh, BSI is a really good manager. And uh, you know, he'll try to get the best out of his players. Uh, so, you know, I think they should be comfortable with respect to survival. And I'm expecting to see some Really good I derby was. games, you know, and some
0: great. I think Chelsea versus Leeds will be again a good uh, match. I, I think because uh, like uh, Frank Lampard was in Derby when this fight happened, and yeah. he has a little bit of history with elsa mm-hmm. Let's
1: see. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, they'll definitely bring some fireworks to the league. I think that that's definitely exactly. that's what we are all expecting. Uh, but, uh, alright, uh, so we've done most, we've covered not every team, but we've done our team uh, previews and I think, uh, thank you so much for those uh, opinions. Uh, we'll get into some bits and bobs now and uh, we'll talk about VAR. I think everybody's favorite topic videos. <laughs> if we, I mean, there was a, a ruling that came out recently about the changes to the VAR uh, for next season and Adarsh, I know you, uh, you've you uh, followed that and you've seen the changes. <laughs> what are your thoughts on uh, and um, what's gonna happen with VAR uh, next season? What are you expecting? What, what do you want to see? we uh,
4: VAR in England would be the best VAR in the world, and uh, <laughs> believe me, it will be best because they have already won the league for Liverpool. And uh, like, what else does it take? <laughs> you're make just, it better?
0: you're so, just making uh, yes, it right now be now the now.
4: best VAR in the league uh, from this season. That's all my. That's that will be my take for this VAR. <laughs>
1: I'm still processing that. Uh, okay, that was a very short answer. But down, um, what are you expecting from B. R.? What do you
2: want to yeah, see? Yeah, so Mourinho in one of his uh, interviews, Mourinho had said that, uh, you know, the referee is not really the referee. The referee on the pitch is not the referee. He is the assistant referee. And which is actually true. You know, that was true. So I would like, uh, you know, I don't exactly remember what the new rules were, but uh, I would like the referee on the pitch to actually have the screen On which he himself can see the replay and then be able to make the decision himself because he is the actual referee on the ground, you know, so he is seeing it live and he is then seeing it replay and he can come to a more rational decision and uh, VAR should also be able to look into yellow cards, I mean, the second yellow cards also Mm -hmm. affect the match, I mean, it's not, in the last season they were just looking into red cards, they were not looking into second yellow cards which is bizarre because second yellow is also a red, you know, it can Mm -hmm. affect the match. A lot. So, you know, it it just reminds me of uh, uh, the FA Cup final. You know, it seems that Kovacic didn't deserve the second yellow card, but Mm -hmm. because there was no provision in VAR to check for the recheck for the second yellow and overrule that decision, it stood. So I think that those are some of the kinks which need to be worked out.
1: What's your under on penalties being awarded via VAR to Manchester United? Is that a guess? Any guess for penalties? No. Okay. No, I think we already did that last time. We won't do that again. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I think we, what we want is we don't want to be talking about VR at the end of every game at the end of every week. I think that would be a good success for VR if you don't talk Exactly. About I think that's correct. That's that's important. And maybe as others said, maybe that those kinks will be fixed now. But uh we'll see. <laughs> let's let's hope for that. Um I think there was already a rule about this, but uh, uh Sahil, do you think I mean it's gonna be three subs next season, not five subs, three subs from seven, going back to the traditional a brute. Uh, do you agree with that? Do you think it should be 3 from 7 or did you prefer 5
3: from 9? I think it should be 3 from 7 because like see for clubs like say Man City or Chelsea who have like Man City has like a literally a alternative 11. Chelsea got like six players signed a season. I think it's a little bit unfair to clubs like Burnley who don't have that much squad depth or even like the uh, clubs like in lower table, mid table. I think that just like is unfair to the competition. So I think it should go back to three subs. Um which is what Yeah. Was,
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah,
3: good. I think that's what I think because it's just more advantage to the bigger teams. Same for you, like and United included in that. I think like we have more squad depth than some a lower table team. So it's just like deserves a competition, that's all. Yeah.
1: Well, there will be a lot of games, so we'll see how players cope with yeah. that. But it will mean more squad rotation. Um one thing, pet P, for a lot of people, water breaks. Pushka, do you think there should be water breaks still? I don't know if they're gonna be there this uh,
0: I know, I don't think there is any reason to have them right now. Like, I think it was mostly because we were getting back into the groove and they had to play a lot of fixtures towards the end of last season when the the project restart happened. Uh, don't see any point in having water breaks. Yeah.
4: I think yeah, that was also like players because already... <laughs> Players already have the unofficial water break when someone exactly. just pass the ball outside yeah. or someone gets injured. So like they and plus the goalkeeper always have a bottle and beside I them. So like, No point. I, know. Not, I just hate the water minutes. breaks. So like, they can take twenty five so. minutes, like even if they don't have water besides them. So like. It's good.
3: The water break also was because it was summer, right? So it was more heat. I think now when the yeah. when you're back in the yeah. normal <laughs> calendar year, we should be we should okay. Water
4: breaks even
1: when it's raining. Like, when summer is raining and they would have a water break. So
3: Yeah, that too. I guess it was just like a norm at that point. But I don't think they'll have it anymore.
1: Pushkar, you had a point? That I'm sorry. Um, I think you
0: got No, one. no. I just agree with that. There's no point in having water breaks right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
2: uh, on a separate note, uh, talking about the breaks, I don't prefer water breaks, but maybe the Premier League should uh, think about winter breaks, you know?
1: Yeah, what that, That's not the yeah. they, they, they did it. They did yeah. it last year. They had a winter break. They're not going to have one this year. No, that's, that's not going to happen. No, but
4: their <laughs> from the winter break is like. professional you know, footballers, yes, they should have. But from the perspective of yeah. fans, no, they should not have. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, the Premier League officially but has so a, a two week winter break. Okay. It won't happen this year. They, they
0: have a winter break, but they then. Put in 15 games in December, then so what? Exactly, is it like? <laughs> yeah. that
3: it's is absolutely like, crazy it. the December schedule. Like, it gets too much as a fan also sometimes. Like, how many? games to have, it
4: like, makes Premier League special, like, like it makes Premier League demanding. Like, yeah. it, like for me,
0: yeah, it's, it, it's yeah, ultimately an entertainment sport, so good for us, good for the viewers. Mm-hmm. Well, for sure. Well,
1: I mean, yeah, winter break, I don't know. Well, I mean, in any case, they're going to have a winter break uh, in 2022 when we have the World Cup. Because, you know, that's it's going to be in the oh, winter. Yeah. So they're going to have a winter break at that point. Um, right. But anyway, uh, all right, so uh, we've got that. Let's get into a little bit of, uh, of uh, prediction stuff. And let's talk about the player you guys are most excited to see. Could be a new signing, could be someone who's already a club, someone who you're expecting big things from this season others uh, do you have a player in mind you want to see maybe from your club yeah, uh,
4: when it come, uh, when it comes to like a young player to watch it would be ferran torres from city mm-hmm. who has been a like a superstar at Valencia, who has like, a young prospect so young uh, player would be ferran and when it comes to experience one it has to be James rodriguez uh, like hot name in mm-hmm. premier league
1: so, mm-hmm. that's for me yeah, i think james rodriguez i think he's someone i think that a lot of people would want to see all the hype is about um, Uh
0: If I was to talk about Liverpool, I would say Keita. I expect if he goes injury free, he might have a good performance overall in the season. And if I talk about rest of the league, I am interested to see how Danny Ings performs because I think he led Southampton pretty well last season, and and Southampton started playing well as well. Uh, and Ings and Pulisic, I think these two are the rest of the league lookouts for me. I think Pulisic also started playing well, and he has like he starts this season. He was injured for most of the last season, so.
1: Yeah, okay. well, no, that's wonderful.
2: Um, so that. Kai Havertz signs. You know, he's going to be coming in for yeah. big money, mm-hmm. and I think all eyes are going to be on him. You know, and uh, in many ways, I think he's being touted as. Uh, the replacement for Hazard, which we couldn't sign last season, you know. Mm. Uh, so obviously, there are going to be a lot of eyes on him, and with that kind of big money.
3: All right, yeah. Sahil. Um. So from a United perspective, obviously, if Jaden Jaden signs, then he's going to be the one everyone has an eye on. But right now, it would be nice to see Paul Pogba perform without any, without the expectation that he has to do everything for the team, because there's like Bruno Fernandes, there's uh, Martial, there's Rashford, everyone around the team too. Help him out. So, like having him perform in a stable environment for once, with the whole season under him, would be really nice. But uh, from a league perspective, I would, I really want to see how um, Hakim Ziyech does. Uh, I think he's like from what I've seen in in highlights or like in Champions League, he's a very carefree footballer. Like not carefree, but like he's very creative and like very very um like he has an eye for the magnificent. He doesn't really shy away from taking shots from anywhere. His passes are like very very good on the eye. So. Could just be a very I good footballer like to
4: watch. He is more of a Maris player from 2016 2017. Like, similar to Maris, like that's what I feel with the highlights.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, for sure, yes, that is very, uh, really, very.
3: Really... But I think Hakim Ziak might have a better passing range than Maris because so, I think he takes positions in the right hand side and he just like whips in the ball in the box The other exactly. to the uh, other person. Yeah. On the more of a passer. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: That's wonderful. Well, if you ask me, I want to see if Phil Forden, uh will finally become a starter this season for Manchester City. We've been hearing about him for so many years. I want to see if he, can, uh, if he can move on and establish himself in the team now. So, I think I think it is, it is time, high time that he did that. So, But on that note, I think we'll now do our uh, Premier League uh, predictions. So, we're kind of, because we don't, there's 20 teams. I don't want to do all 20 teams. I don't think we have the time for that. So, we're going to do it kind of differently. We've already picked our champion for uh, prediction. That's Liverpool. So we've already done that. We know our top four. That's going to be uh, Manchester City, Chelsea, and United. So we've done that, uh, uh, and that's in that order, I think, as well. So we've got four. So let's do. Uh, let's look at uh, Europa and relegation, and then the rest of them nobody cares about. who the mid table and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Europa. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all fans of of club uh, of, uh, of of clubs who are in that uh, middle table zone, but. Uh, Yes. Uh, nonetheless, others. Uh, let's start with you. Let's talk about Europa. Who do you think is going to finish fifth, sixth, seven? Let's assume fifth that the cup winners are going to come from the top seven. So fifth, sixth, seven. Yeah,
4: fifth would be Arsenal for me, mm-hmm. and uh, because of Arteta, he has been like brilliant for them. And sixth so would seventh. be a little confusing for me uh, with Everton and Wolves. I don't know who to choose, so I would go for both. Okay, so that will
1: be a sixth and seven. Okay, so you're predicting that Spurs are not going to finish. Yeah. In the
4: yeah. Nope. Wow.
1: All right, that's that's good. Um, Pushkar, I know you picked uh, United to finish fifth, uh, and then Spurs to finish fourth. Prediction, <laughs> yeah. That's it's so, mixed up who, up it, right? who do you think is gonna finish sixth and seventh?
0: Sixth might be Arsenal, but I think the place uh, like the fight for fourth is still going to be close. It's mm-hmm. Pretty unpredictable, but sixth for Arsenal, and the same like Wolves and Everton between Wolves and Everton for seventh. So
1: who do you pick between the two?
0: I would go with Wolves. Because they do not have Europa League this season, they had to manage that as well last season. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. that's a number of
1: questions. Yeah. Sahil, uh, who do you think is going to? Um,
3: finish? I would go fifth for Arsenal, sixth for Wolves, and seventh for Spurs. Spurs. All right. Uh,
1: Sudhan. Fifth, sixth,
2: seventh. Uh, uh, fifth would be Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, sixth. uh sixth. I'm thinking. uh sixth and seventh. Basically, I'm confused between. Uh, uh, Leicester and Everton. I don't think Spurs are going to make the top seven, actually. So yeah. that's my prediction.
1: So Everton and Leicester. And nobody picked, oh yeah, so only one person picked Leicester. Nobody I don't, <laughs> nobody picked Spurs. Um, so I think we know Arsenal are going to finish fifth. Is fifth the new fourth? You uh, know, because everyone's speaking Arsenal for fifth. Um, so we got Arsenal and fifth. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got Wolves and Everton, I think, were the ones that featured most. So I think they will finish sixth and seventh. So Uh, No particular order, but I think 6th and 7th would be Wolves and Everton. I think those were the two that I think was picked the most. So, that's our prediction for the Europa League spots. We've got Arsenal, Everton and Wolves finishing in the Europa League spots. Uh, And then finally, relegation. Three teams who you think are going to be relegated next season. Uh, We'll go reverse this time. So, we'll start with you, Sudhan. Who do you think is going to get relegated?
2: I think first team should be Fulham. I mean, they always play a cameo in the Premier League. You know, they just come and go. Uh, (laughs) uh, I I think... uh, uh, I think Aston Villa is again going to struggle this season, you know. Mm-hmm. They survived last season because of the managerial crisis at Watford, you know. Till the last two games, I don't think I think Villa was set to get relegated and Watford was set to survive. Uh, mm-hmm. I think again they are going to struggle and uh, the third team I would say is Southampton. I mean pretty much I think Ings ran the show last season, especially the second half of the last season. Can't expect uh, miracles from him every time. So I think those are my three relegation candidates.
1: It's uh, it's Aston Villa, um, Fulham, Fulham and the uh, Southampton. Southampton. That's your pick. All right, uh, Sahil, who do you pick?
3: Um. So I agree with Fulham. I think Fulham will go down. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Newcastle United are gonna go down. They have a lot of instability at the club. The ownership thing. There's no more signings made. So I think they. I don't think. Steve Bruce is a good manager and they got very lucky last season. Like They, should, they don't have a good goal scorer. Joel Linton, Dwight Gale, Andy Carroll are not good enough for a top-flight club. And uh, I think third one, it's either West Brom or Aston Villa. Because um, I think Villa need to strengthen defensively. They are good at attacking-wise. But they need. But I think they, they did that towards the end of last season. Like They were good after a restart. So I think West Brom will be the third one.
1: No, well, just so you know that in terms of uh, Newcastle, they might be signing Phil Jones. So then I think you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I <that> just confirmed <laughs>
3: that.
1: Um, okay, uh, Pushkar. Uh, so sorry, Sahil, you picked Aston Villa, West Brom, and Fulham.
3: No, West Brom, uh, West Brom, Fulham, and Newcastle.
1: Oh, Newcastle. Sorry, yes, Newcastle. That's your pick. Uh,
0: and Pushkar, your picks. I think Fulham and West Brom obviously going down. Okay. Uh, I think it might be a toss-up between Aston Villa and Newcastle. Like. Grealish versus saint Maximin. Like, okay. whoever performs t- keeps their club up. Okay. It's kind of that situation. But if I had to guess, I would say Aston Villa are probably going down. They are. Okay. Their play is very disruptive.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, maybe they might get another VAR reprieve and, and stay up. You never know how those things work. Like last year again. <laughs> yeah, that happened as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, sheer picks for three?
4: Uh, I would go with Southampton. Fulham mm-hmm. and West Ham. Another David Moyes disastrous season. So <laughs>
1: I'm
4: totally expecting him to like uh, get this team down to League One. So, yep. Championship.
2: D3. League One is below championship. Sorry.
4: Yeah.
1: Championship. You know, people keep right. asking me to include another certain uh, fox in the box member on on these uh, shows, but I think we have other others already. We don't need to include that person because he's in the job of two right now. Like he's just um, okay. But What so are the, your predictions? I'm sorry. What
0: are your predictions?
1: Mine, ah, it's for relegation. Uh, well, I think for uh, for fifth, sixth, seventh, I think it pretty much picks itself. I think Arsenal, Spurs, and uh, uh, probably uh, I would go with Wolves. I think we'll finish seventh. I think that's that's going to be my fifth, sixth, seventh. Uh, As far as uh, relegation, I I think Fulham will definitely get relegated. I don't think West Brom or Leeds will get relegated. I think they both will survive. Uh, The joining them, I think it will probably be Newcastle for sure, and um, the second team, the third team, uh, would I, I'm, I'm kind of torn between um, uh, Southampton and uh, Crystal Palace because I think uh, Palace have signed a few players, but I think Zaha wants to leave. So I'm not sure if, uh, yeah. But we keep saying that about Palace every year, and every year they find it,
4: <laughs> exactly. It's, <normal>. yeah. <laughs> it's difficult
1: to say what's going to happen, but
4: Messi
1: 2.0. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult to, to say what's going to happen. But you know, we'll we'll know more uh, when the season starts. But I think our prediction as a whole, I think, is that Fulham are definitely going to be relegated. I think uh, two people picked West Brom and I think two people picked Newcastle. Um, I don't, uh, others you didn't pick Southampton, did you?
4: Yeah, I picked Southampton. Oh, okay. Uh, Fuller and uh, West Ham.
1: West time. So I think, oh no, I don't think anyone, I think only Sudan, only you picked Newcastle, right? I don't think, Pushkar, you picked
4: no, Newcastle. No,
2: I picked Newcastle. Tahil oh, no, picked Newcastle. Pick
1: Newcastle. Pick Newcastle. Pushka didn't pick Newcastle, right? Yeah, these things are always confusing. Yeah, so I think it's Southampton. <laughs> That is our
0: prediction. So yeah. I think it's always going to be very close. Like it's always like thirteen to twentieth is going to be so close on points towards the end of yeah. the season someone pulls up.
1: Yeah, it's never easy to I, predict. I, but I think I think
2: uh, I think from these predictions you can make out the last five very well, you know.
1: Yeah. Basically, exactly.
2: you know.
0: Yeah. So But I'm surprised to see you guys mentioning Southampton because they have a good setup. They are very decent uh, defensively. They have added, I think, uh, some midfielder as well. Lose
1: the ranks. Well, you just never know. I mean, nobody thought Bournemouth were going to get relegated. I think
3: there's also a stat yeah. that ever since Southampton lost 9-0 to Leicester, they won more points than Leicester in the league since then. So I think they turned a Exactly. New page. The second so, half was really yeah. well. Yeah. So I yeah. think they should be fine. That's what I think.
1: Yeah, which is, mean, I mean, Brighton could be in there as well. Like you know, they they have a, I mean, they do have some good players. But you know, like Bournemouth, they're a team that is very good on the eye, but not necessarily
0: always good on the back. You just never know. And that's why. I'm so as signings uh, to one of the players to watch, I think he might turn Southampton a bit around.
4: Yeah, obviously, way. Liverpool B team would say like would be the one uh, Liverpool want to stay in the cl- in the league, but yeah, I, that's the hard. I think part.
0: it's other way around these days. Like we are selling to Southampton and Bournemouth.
4: I <laughs> know. <laughs> you, you got your best player from Southampton, so you must not say like that, I guess.
0: No, I don't say. that. But it was in the recent seasons, like it's not a B team exactly. <laughs> to be fair, you're not a big I club. Know, I don't know
1: what it was. You're not a big club until you can find a couple of Premier League clubs to be feeder clubs for you. Like United used to do with Everton and Sunderland, sell players to Everton and Sunderland. That's kind of <laughs> what I mean, That's that's yeah. So <laughs> all Liverpool are doing is not exactly completely out of the realm of uh, Yeah,
2: but the but the David Morris yeah. import didn't turn out to be that good, right?
1: Well, I mean no, no you don't have to buy from them, you have to sell to them. See that was very yeah. diagnostic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't think we ever bought any players from Everton, though. I think, yeah, I think the. Oh, no, we got no.
3: Fellaini from there. Don't forget.
1: Well, no, we got Rooney from
3: him. Rooney.
1: He came. He so came on. He impacted. Um. Okay, but uh, sorry. In a serious note, I think our our relegation picks are Fulham, Newcastle, and Southampton. That's what we're saying. But we could also include uh, West Brom, and uh, uh, the other one was. Uh, Asim Villa, yes. Uh, those are five teams that any one of those, any three of those five teams could be relegated. So we'll see how that goes. So uh, that's it for today. Uh, thank you, and for this series. So thank you so much once again, Adarsh, Pushkar, Sahil, and Sudhan for uh, staying with us and uh, doing this uh, uh, this series. I very really appreciate the time that you guys took, and uh, thank you so much for being here. It's, it was a real pleasure and honor to have you guys on the show and give your opinion. I uh, really, really enjoyed it. I hope it was fun for you guys. definitely was fun for me to hear from you guys. Yeah,
2: yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It was yes. so fun. You know. was, ah, thank you know for so having us.
1: A- I know. And all the little yeah. dicks that you guys get a chance to take. You know, normally it's just comments on Facebook. Now you can actually make them in person. So... I know. <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: so really, <laughs> what would make them on Facebook. This
1: face? is much better. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I know. This is definitely yeah. better um guys please remember to like share, and share this video if you enjoyed it please do, do that with the series as well also remember to subscribe to the channel if you're new we're looking to hit 50, 50 subscribers i hope that uh, when i look log back onto my youtube account at the end of this uh, uh, week maybe we'll have 50 subscribers on youtube we'll see about that but please do do that if you have a chance i really appreciate that uh, and your support and the channel um, if you do want to join the fox in the box group a uh, really wonderful group of sports-minded people to discuss stuff about sports make banter like these guys here um there are links in the in the description uh, feel free to join in and uh, as i said in the last uh, show you know when you join Fox in the box uh, you might even get a chance to come on the show so, you know, cause that's the only way we go to pick experts. So, uh, you know, if that's something you're interested in, that's a good way to get started as well. So please do that. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Links are in the description. Uh, so do that as well. We're looking to grow our uh, social media following as well. So feel free to join. And uh, we'll see you again soon with another episode. Uh, Premier League season starts uh, this week, this, uh, this Saturday, I believe. Uh, the first games are live. So Look out! Watch out for that one, and uh, we'll be back uh, with uh, new reactions and news uh, as it as it happens. Uh, but thank you so much, everyone, for watching, and uh, stay safe and have a good rest of your weekend. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Bye bye. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to that episode of Late Night Football. We you need your help to grow this channel. So if you've been enjoying the show thus far, please do like and subscribe to this channel and share it with your friends, family, colleagues, neighbors, drinking buddies fellow football fans, and anybody else you know or don't know. We really appreciate it. Uh, Please also follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We have the links in the description below. And spread the word about us. Take care.